Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. We're back. My gosh, has it already been a week? <laughs> it feels like it's been a couple days. I know. I uh, absolutely looked at the, the calendar today, and I was like, oh my god, it's Thursday? What even have I played this week? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I have no none of the times. <laughs> I, uh, if it weren't for the fact that I was still deep into Super Mario Maker 2 and uh, Dr. Mario iOS smartphone, whatever, dropped this week, I would probably not have much to, to talk about as I'm still kind of working my way through other stuff. And I'm not quite at the point where I want to want to delve into it on the show. But yeah, it's, I think that's that summer vibe, you know, mm. where it's finally, although it's been incredibly hot. Uh, it's finally warm enough that you can go outside, but now it's like, now it's, it's too at that hot. point. It's, I mean, I'll never say it's too hot. We have like, oh, I will. We have like a two okay. week span of like actual outside weather and then it gets yes. too hot. It's like, it's too cold, then it's too hot. And there's two weeks of sweet spot in the middle. Yeah, because I think right now it's, uh, you know, breaking the dreaded no weather rule for podcasting, but uh, it's like 40 degrees Celsius with the Humidex. And I mean, that's hot. That's and then I and everywhere is air conditioned usually. So as soon as you step in, it's it's freezing. So like I'm at work and it's freezing and I step outside and it's hot and I don't have air conditioning <laughs> in the car. So that makes things worse. And then when I want to go get a coffee, I got to drive to get it. So by the time I get there, I'm sweating. And the lady drive through is like, why are you getting a coffee? It's 40 degrees out. Lady, there's air conditioning at our office and it's like a bloody freezer. <laughs> so now that everybody knows my week. You can finally <laughs> talk about video games. Yeah, and I feel so um, for those of you who don't know, I, I work for DreamHack. And so we mm. had Valencia this past weekend. So I watched a whole lot of video games. But when you have to try to swap your schedule to Europe <laughs> while still <laughs> being in the uh, oh, my God, I almost said the US while still being in Canada, <laughs> it's uh, no, yeah, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for uh, for video games. So I haven't really played too much of anything. Um, mm -hmm. What I have done, uh, obviously, there's a new patch in WoW. So the new raid just released on Tuesday. So I did get a night of raiding in, which was really fun. Um, I'm not going to go too, too far into the new stuff in WoW, but there there's a lot in 8.2. And uh, yeah. the new raid was really fun. So if you guys want to know more of what's going on in WoW or want to hear my impressions of the raid, you guys can go check out for Azeroth. But um, yeah, other than the new raid and uh, Hearthstone has a, a summer event going on right now called the Fire Festival, which I've also been playing. Uh, Ryan, you should totally go play it. It's uh, basically like a tavern brawl. That hmm. is a dungeon run. So, oh. yeah, it's uh, and the community, if you play uh, and uh, is it? Oh, kill or deal in damage. I can't remember now. Anyways, if you do a thing, <laughs> I think I think it might be kill. I think if you kill 25 million bosses, like as a community around the world or whatever, then they're going to do card reveals for the new expansion because oh. the new expansion comes out right at the beginning of August. So uh, I'm not quite sure what the current progress on that is. But yeah, if you go in and do the dungeon run brawl during the fire festival, then uh, there's all kinds of rewards. There's like hard packs and golden cards and, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, go uh, go check it out because I know you like the single player stuff. So yeah, the, uh, yeah card, re card reveals are tied to uh, to this single player brawl. So go check it out. Okay. Well, it's interesting because I'm I don't think I've played Hearthstone in a couple of years and I know they went back to the paid adventure stuff mm -hmm. and I I know I I people have said I should check it out, but um it's interesting. I have this this thing with Hearthstone where I could have sworn they just had an expansion come out and there's another one coming out already <laughs> at the beginning of August. So and I and I feel it's always around the summer that I have this revelation. So the last expansion would have been April? Yes. May, April. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, the fact that maybe it's because the single player was delayed and then. It was yeah, like a so we later. have like um, expansion and then a couple of weeks later we get the single player and then mm -hmm. uh, like two months after we get uh, changes to arena. We also had a really cool mech event. So they buffed a whole bunch of cards, which they've never done before. Hmm. Plus, they added a new legendary. They've rotated some cards from the classic set into wild and added new cards to the classic set. So. There's been a whole bunch of stuff going on in Hearthstone since um, 
Year of the Dragon. I was like, I totally forgot what year we're in. Since Year of the Dragon started, which was with the expansion in April, uh, they have been giving us kind of something new every month to to shake hmm. to shake things up. So uh, now we've got the Firefest Evil, which runs until pretty much the expansion comes out, I think. So uh, they've got a whole bunch of different uh, kind of events every week to to do stuff, and uh, and some of it is tied to the expansion release. So yeah. You go check it out. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing is is playing WoW and Hearthstone uh, as well as some DVD, but uh, I'm not going to go too into that because I feel like I talk about DVD all the time now. So, <laughs> oh, right. I was like, yep. DVD, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Yep. <laughs> that, uh, like me, completely spaced on what game that is. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. Uh, yeah, I've been, it's been, it was a busy week. I was traveling and I, I've been traveling a lot lately for work. So I figured out a way to basically, uh, you know, at hotels, they have like the remotes that you can't like switch the inputs or whatever. They're like those weird remotes that if, if they lost them, they wouldn't care. Um, they look <laughs> like they came from a Fisher Price store or something. Anyways, I went and got like a universal remote in the last couple times I've gone up there. I like I, I bring up my one of my systems and I play some games because I don't get a lot of time, to, uninterrupted time to play games when I'm when I'm at home. So in this case, I brought up Super Mario Maker 2 because I'm big into the campaign now trying to trying to get through that. So I, f- I finished the campaign, but I didn't do all the levels. So the, the campaign is the thing where you build the castle. Yeah. So it's the goal. Your goal is to build the castle. And I, I think we briefly touched on it last week, but we we're going to go into more detail this week in that it's it's unlike the first one in, on the Wii U. It was just a list of levels that you played. And those levels were basically a way to introduce you to all the the not the building mechanics, but all the mechanics you could use in your level when you build it. So like, as an example, connected pipes or even to something as simple as like Goombas and stacking Goombas and powering up Goombas, that sort of thing. So it's really interesting in that in this campaign, they do essentially the same thing. It is it is still a list of levels, but there's a metagame there where you're trying, like you said, you're trying to rebuild Peach's castle undo dog steps on the erase button <laughs> like, man if you weren't so cute you just yeah i don't know i don't know what you'd do he's too cute i can't even say it so uh he erases the castle everyone's like oh what was me i guess we'll rebuild this castle so the whole point is to collect all these coins and uh also while collecting coins you do get paid for finishing levels as well they kind of set it up as like a like a job list or something that you're you're being paid you're like a level tester i basically i think <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's really cool. And I progressed through it and I finished the castle and it gives you like a, an end boss level. Like they set you up with an end boss level and you get roll credits, but you still maybe I think I finished maybe like 50 levels uh, from the list, including extra levels that pop up from like little side characters. Like you go underground and you find a character down there that'll be like, hey, if you finish these levels, I'll give you some cool stuff. So that was kind of neat. They kind of just... They expand a bit about on it, which is nice to kind of give it some more flavor and some more um, just build it out a little bit more. So I don't know. Have you played much of the campaign in Mario Maker 2? Not really. Um, I was playing uh, like just other people's levels, which mm-hmm. um, Ben, if you're listening, you are evil. And that's okay. all I'm going to say because <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. But I got like three quarters of the way through one of uh, Ben's levels. So if you guys don't know who Ben is, uh, I think he's uh, Ben. And Bumhofer now on Twitter, uh, but mm-hmm. he's uh, Table Six. He's you building. would know him, yes. Yeah, from, you I was going to from I was Table Six. <laughs> you, you may um, have known him from Table Six, yeah. But yeah, so uh, he made a level which about three quarters of the way through had one of the most evil surprises I have come across <laughs> yet in in uh, Mario Maker levels. So uh, congratulations on that one, Mister. <laughs> But, I need to subscribe to his levels because uh, I think he's been posting on. I, I've been uh, like between just for large swaths of the day. I'm just like I disappear and then I come back up for air and I'm like, OK, what's happened? I miss like so much. <laughs> and I know he's been tweeting about his levels. A lot of people have been tweeting about mm-hmm. their levels and I, I need to get in there and kind of like uh, all my friends and then make sure that I can I can catch up on their work because I really have been only been able to play like maybe once or twice a week just to sit down and, and do this. Cause if, yeah, it's, uh, I'll have to check out that level. It sounds, 
So is it a surprise, like designed to catch you off guard and he didn't put checkpoints in like a monster? Is that what yeah. you're thinking? <laughs> right. He definitely is a monster. <laughs> checkpoints are, are skippable. Like give you can give people the option to, to not touch your checkpoint, but uh, <laughs> always put it in there for people yeah. who, who may want to save who may the level. Them. <laughs> yeah, like me or, or well, Jocelyn. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure it's the first one that he ever made, so it might have been something he just overlooked. <laughs> oh, I don't but think I put a checkpoint in, in Caden's level, but you it's You definitely so short. did not, but it is, it's very <laughs> short. Um, and that's the other thing. So because uh, you have to have a Nintendo Online or whatever the hell it's called mm. uh, account for each person that's playing... Matt's been playing on my account because we only have like only paid for one Nintendo Live account. So it looks like I am a Mario Maker 2 genius because uh. I'm getting like he keeps going for like the speed record on everybody's um levels that they've posted. And of course so, he does. Yeah. So I currently hold so many speed records, but yeah, no. My actual speeds are like ten times longer than the ones that are shown because it's all Matt. <laughs> He's been yeah. uh, making it look like I'm amazing and I am not. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, <laughs> take advantage. Ride ride the coattails, as yep. they say. Uh, it's really surprising that Nintendo, I mean, maybe it's not surprising, but uh, when you have an online account, like a, a paid online subscription, that you can't share it with the other accounts. Like it's by console, right? Where, you know, like with the Xbox, if you had Xbox Live, and Kearney signed up onto the onto that Xbox, you could then share your Xbox Live Gold to that Xbox. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's like it's tied to the physical piece of equipment, basically. It's like, is this Xbox online? Yes or no. And then yeah. you can go and play. But no, with Nintendo, it's like, is this person online? Yes or no. And oh. uh, so I imagine like, so if I went over to your house and signed in on your Switch and you didn't have Nintendo Live, I would hope that my account would still be registered as an online Account, but I like I don't 100 percent know because we only have one system. Right. So, yeah. But well, it's yeah. Just, ugh, yeah. It's it was when he was like, oh, I can't play. I was like, what? And I mean, the Nintendo uh, of all of the um, of all of the subscriptions, the Nintendo one is the cheapest. But it's just mm -hmm. one of those things. It's like, yeah, but it's not cheap anymore. If I have to pay for it for, you know, the four or five people that might use my console, like, ugh, I don't know. Anyway, it's a family account, but I. But it's it's not uh, it's not as expensive as having two subscriptions. But there is a family account that you can get. Maybe that's what um, I need to do then is just upgrade from a single player to a family account. If I can even do mm -hmm. that, I don't know. There's got to be a way. But maybe, maybe yeah, I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, kind of jumping in between sort of the campaign and dabbling with some of the levels. I. I dove in a little bit more in endless play today. I was going to say, well that's as, the other uh, thing that I'd been doing was the, yeah. the endless play. And Matt actually did endless play on whatever the hardest difficulty level was. Really? And I wasn't paying attention to the difficulty level he chose, but get like 30 lives or something. And I mm -hmm. thought that was easy mode. I thought they were like, oh, you're in easy mode. You here, you can just have a whole bunch of lives so you never die. <laughs> but no, it's because... <laughs> so the uh, some of the levels on like the extra hard he completed like I think the furthest he got was like two <laughs> because yeah. it just like it's so hard and I don't even know how you were supposed to get um, the there was the, the one level that he had was like there was like a platform and another platform and then two platforms in between and each mm -hmm. platform in between had like one of those like spinny blades. And oh that was the same width as the platform. But then there were two red coins behind the spinny blades that you could only see about half the coin. I don't even know how you were supposed to get it. And there was like a red locked door on the other platform. That was the only way to get through. Matt spent like 20 of his lives on that one level. And he was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> there was yeah, like, I, yeah, was, I don't even know how people those levels to be honest i think people are just it's it's weird i i've not touched the expert which you're right is the hardest difficulty i did a bit i did easy which is is pretty simple and normal which has moments where you're losing lines because you're there's some jumps or enemies that you can hit when you don't have a power up and then i think it's it's hard which is very like it's not 
typical Mario. I think normal is kind of your typical Mario uh, experience. Hard is is a little more involved, has more puzzles and stuff. Stuff you wouldn't normally see in a in a two D Mario game. Just a bit more, but yeah, expert. I haven't touched yet because I know it's those levels are just designed to test and and yeah. or rip apart your skills you know well and and i was watching him play through not the not the saw platform one but um i was mm-hmm. watching him play through another one and i was like man back when i thought he was on easy mode i was like huh these these puzzles are pretty hard for con- like considering this is supposed to be easy mode or whatever <laughs> and then he got to the saw one and i was like there's nothing easy about this. He's like, I'm playing on expert. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to touch expert. I think I think it's yeah, it's it's one of those things where and I was going to say with the campaign, like there there are normal Mario levels, even in the campaign that Nintendo has designed. But even when you when you get a bit further into those levels, it's kind of it 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 takes on the vibe of other Mario Maker levels. And this is. This is a Nintendo crafted level, but you can feel that they're embracing the craziness that is Mario Maker. They don't just give you straight up Mario levels. They're giving you Mario Maker levels. And and you can feel the difference in just the sound effects right down to the fact that they're having you do like a bunch of puzzles or uh, solving like puzzle rooms and stuff. There's been some really cool things that Nintendo's put in here. And I think it's I think it's important for those hundred levels to be varied and wildly creative because then it kind of gives people an idea of what they can do in the game. Yeah. And I, so far of the levels I've played in the campaign, they're all very, very different. So it's really neat that they've packed so much, uh, so much different into those levels. And and it, and you feel it when you go into like some of the popular levels, I wanted to find some of those, um, the there's a, a go-kart in the in the game now i think it's this 3d super mario 3d world uh okay. play style and there was a roller coaster level which was so good and i'm pretty <laughs> sure it was like one of the more popular uh, levels and i and i liked it but it was really good and i can't wait to see what people do with it um there's another one that was like it was it played the theme do you remember super mario 64 where you race the penguin down the ice slide yes do 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 yeah. do do yeah <laughs> it plays yeah it was perfect i couldn't i couldn't have hoped for a, a better reaction so they it plays that song and it's it's a it's it's in the style of i think mario 3 or super mario world i can't remember but it's basically that but you're like racing down these ice slopes as these icicles are falling down and you're trying and you have to go breakneck speed or you're going to get caught and it's so good. Some people in in here have just made some really fantastically creative and fun levels. And other times you do come across some duds that are kind of like like the one I put up that Kate and I put up. We don't we don't uh, we're not experts here. I feel like that level is kind of like a just a a bunch of stickers on a map, literally. And, and then you see some other levels where people have really put some awesome thought into here, and like you know they're they're rivaling rivaling nintendo's sort of creativity i think it's really cool yeah i'm looking forward to uh to actually getting into it and and making some stuff with my mom because she always used Mm -hmm. to play uh mario and uh mario kart with us but we're uh going away next week for vacation up to the cottage and and i think it's going to be a lot of fun to to get her in there and get her trying to to make some levels and play some levels (laughs) matt made her, her level that's like the easiest of easy you like go down a tube and then you just fall forever and automatically jump on a whole bunch of turtles until you hit the bottom you like getting coins the whole way and it just says hi mom all the way down the side (laughs) until you get to another um uh tube at the bottom go through the tube and it spits you out right over top of the goal so literally if you could press down on the first tube it's impossible to fail this level oh, there <laughs> even you go. put like um like walls so she can't go like to the side and miss the tube at the bottom yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's yeah. good i that'll be a good starting spot to show her everything you can it, do it'll make her feel welcome to yeah. the game there are some <laughs> levels in super mario maker 2 both uh you know creator made and nintendo made that don't make you feel welcome so it's good to kind of <laughs> ease her in yeah and not trick her like some people do <laughs> 
So I don't know. It, it's a lot. That game is so much fun. And as I'm playing it, like playing endless mode, I'm like, oh, this is this is Mario forever. Like yep. five styles now I can play these forever. Like some of the levels might not be as good as others, but they download so quick. Like I was able to play endless mode on hotel Wi-Fi and it still moved like just crazy fast, like no lag. It was going as fast as it was at home. And I think if, if hotel Wi-Fi can hold up, I'm pretty sure like phone in the corner, like kind of put up against the window for you and you're at the yeah. cottage. I'm pretty sure that'll work too. <laughs> that'll work. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's not the only Mario title you had your hands on this week. You also took a look at Dr. Mario. Now, is this just on iOS or is it on Android as well? Because I, I played haven't it even on seen iOS. this yet. Um, actually, yeah. you know, I'm going to look right now. You take a look. I'm pretty sure it's Android and iOS. I put iOS because that's what I played it on. Um, this is another one of Nintendo's free to play games that they've come out with. And I talked a bit about it on the Patreon mini. And this was before I kind of played a good, mo a bit more. I haven't played all of it, obviously, but I played a bit more. And I, is it I, Dr. Mario world? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, so it's, so it is on Android. It is on Android. At first, I thought maybe it was somebody just trying to um, take advantage of the fact that there was a Dr. Mario on iOS. But uh, right. no, it does appear to also be on Android. I am installing right now. OK, well, <laughs> if you do check it out, um, you know, while you're away or while you're traveling, uh, there's something about it. So it's very Candy Crush at first glance. Um, and I, I haven't played Candy Crush in forever, but I'm I'm assuming it's the same as it was when I, I mean, Candy Crush. How could you change it? But uh, Dr. Mario is basically you have the viruses and you have the pills that come down. That's that's you should know that if you've played Dr. Mario in the past. But the difference is that you obviously use your finger to uh, move the capsules around. You tap the cap capsules as they're moving down to kind of spin them around. And then you, you can kind of freely move them around and place them. You can't move them up. You can or sorry, you can move them up in the sense that you're moving them, progressing them in the board. But you can't move backwards with uh with the pill once you move the pill forward you can't move backwards okay and that's the essential idea and then what you're trying to do is you're trying to clear the board of viruses and when you do you get a a three-star rating a two-star rating or a, or a one-star rating and and you move forward like that and that's the main stages of uh dr mario and as you're progressing through it's just like candy crushes there's this line with a bunch of numbers and you're trying to get you know you're progressing through the world and slowly they add new mechanics, like they add uh, bombs that you can trigger and blocks that you can break and stuff like that. And it's free to play out the wazoo. Like you get to choose one character. They all have special abilities. Uh, after you complete, complete the tutorial, they give you the option to choose Mario, Bowser, or Peach. Um, there are other doctors you can get, but you have to buy them via like a loot box system. And that loot box system is essentially like you save up 4,000 coins, which takes quite a bit, or you buy diamonds for, and it's 40 diamonds per pull. And uh, it's literally like a loot box system. Yeah. And there's no variance. It's just, it's just one coins or, or diamonds. You get one uh, pull, I guess. And then you, you go back once you've collected those same amounts again. Uh, and that's that's the main part of Dr. Mario. There is a versus mode that is more of a traditional Dr. Mario in that you are uh, you've got your your viruses on the board and you're trying to clear the board. It uses the same sort of uh, movements as the main game, but it feels more traditional in that you're trying to clear a board and it's kind of an endless play as you try to take out your enemy. Uh, and that's that was more entertaining to me. I really like that. But the stages, it's just like Candy Crush. The more you fail, you lose hearts, and then you get like five hearts. So if you keep failing a level, pretty much you have like a five-hour wait before your your hearts re, uh, replenish. Ugh. So yeah, Honestly, it's got like, that it, stamina. It reminds me of um, that Sailor Moon game that we were playing mm. a while back. I can't even remember what exactly it was called. But yeah, Matt and I were obsessed with that game. And but it had the same thing. It was like, yeah, mm -hmm. you you had the the stamina and you could only do so many stages in a day. And yeah, that, ugh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the way I described it when I was kind of thinking about the game was like all the other Nintendo mobile games feel like Nintendo games like they they took they took a game they wanted to make 
and they made it on smartphones and it fits. Um, but there's something about Dr. Mario World that kind of feels like it's not a Nintendo game. And it feels more like a, a marketing ploy. I know they're all marketing ploys to get you to buy the Switch and whatnot. I get it. Yeah. But this one feels very much like make us a Dr. Mario-esque game for smartphones so we can we can have another game on smartphone. It just it doesn't feel as Nintendo lovingly crafted as the other ones. And well, it, like, as you said, it feels like just a, a skin over top of something else, right? Like it, it's, yeah. it's not anything that Nintendo has done that is like new and Nintendo ish. It's just, they've taken another game and checked all the free to play boxes and then said, okay, now instead of this being like insert candy here, it's a, a pill. And you know, like it just it's I totally see what you're saying. I literally just played two levels while you were talking. And yeah, it's not <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> no, it, and, it, and it, there's something about it that just also doesn't feel polished. It feels very much like it's just if you get this vibe that it's not. And I know a lot of the mobile games that Nintendo puts out aren't made by Nintendo. You know, they're made by uh, DNA. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mario Run was the only one developed in house. And I think Fire Emblem is has a part of the intelligence systems team that works on it, but it is mostly developed. I I honestly don't know, but this one really feels like Nintendo gave them the stamp of approval to make a, a Dr. Mario game, and they just they put something together. It feels very much like the marketing tie-in smartphone games of the past, which is like kind of a step backwards. And personally, like the free-to-play stuff the the uh the microtransactions whatever like i just ignore them i'm fine with like i know i understand why they're there but i just I you just can exercise them. control and don't use them <laughs> i can yeah and i know a lot of some people can't and i know some people just don't even want anything to do with it because it's like why bother there are some great games on smartphone that don't require this sort of like control right so but then I, and then I look at Mario Kart that's supposed to be coming in before the end of summer. And a lot of people are saying that one also has a bunch of free to play mechanics. But to me, it's about the gameplay. And as long as the gameplay isn't hindered by the free to play and the gameplay is fun, I'm fine with it because I can kind yeah. of like just hive it off and be like, it doesn't exist to me. I can ignore it. I'm in, this, um, I'm in the same boat because I, I very much feel like I'm totally fine with whatever mechanics they want to put in the game in order to make money off of it. So whether that is a, you know, pay $10, $15 for something on your smartphone or more in the case of Civ, I mean, that's mm -hmm. fine too. But like pay a full price for a game, that's mm -hmm. fine. Make it free to play and put other mechanics in. That's fine too. But the game itself has to be solid and playable. Don't give mm -hmm. me a piece of crap with a full price title on it. And don't give me a free to play game that isn't any fun just because you're hoping that I buy whatever more game time or like I'm not going to buy more game time if your game sucks. <laughs> yeah. like, And I mean, I wouldn't say the game sucks. It's it's just it's average. There are so many like, I mean, I, I play Fire Emblem Heroes like I, I have time for one free to play game and that's the one. And if you're going to sort of, you know, dig out some time there uh, out of Fire Emblem Heroes, it's like, well, you got to be at least as good as that. And this one just I you know what I would have preferred to see. I would have preferred to see a even a $15 Dr. Mario game on smartphones it didn't need to have microtransactions just give me a dr mario game yeah. it's been quite a while the last one would have been dr luigi on wii u and that one that was a 15 20 product and it was really good so just do another one of those just give me dr mario classic gameplay yeah. um and maybe they will but for now it's just it feels like this is another one of those like let's put out another free to play just because a lot of people didn't buy super mario run yeah, you know, which is too which bad. Is yeah, Super Mario Run, I, I thought was pretty fun. Yeah, it was a good game. So I noticed, like, as I'm as I'm sitting here and totally mm -hmm. playing the game while we're talking, um, I noticed that there's like a little section that says verses. 
Like, mm-hmm. but it's locked right now. So is that like, could I play against you? And yeah. like, whoever is it? Whoever finishes it fastest? Like, well, so versus is the other mode where you can play either against random internet people or you can play against your friends. And there's a there's a ranking system. So as you win more, your points go up, and as you lose more, your points go down. And it's kind of that's the way it works. And, it, and it's a, a leaderboard system. Uh, but yeah, you could challenge your friends. And the way it works is. Uh, Actually, I don't know how it would be with when you challenge your friends, but when you when you challenge, actually, I don't know if it's real time or not, but what I'm doing is when you challenge someone, I played a versus mode today, it shows you both on the same screen and your two characters at top and there's a little meter at the top. And essentially it's like Tetris versus where as you complete the board and complete uh, killing viruses, it fills up a meter and then that meter will um, add more junk and levels to the other person's level. So it makes it harder for them to compete. And then eventually you just, you just out outmatch them and then they lose. So it's, uh, it's kind of like a mode where you're, you're battling against each other and you're either sending, um, you're sending like garbage over to their screen. Or I saw a mode where I was like literally adding lines to the bottom of the screen to give them less space to work with. So it's, a uh, that was the imp- that was the appealing mode to me. That was really cool. And as far as I I can remember, I don't think it used stamina. Mm. Um, I could be wrong though, because I again I only played a couple levels. I haven't really maxed out the hearts yet because I've just been I'm in the early mode. But I imagine like in Candy Crush, like ah, oh, I've been stuck on level thirty seven for two weeks and it's driving me crazy, you know. So I I just I don't I don't want to support this this type of game. Like if, if Nintendo comes out with another paid game, I will buy it. But it's just these free to play games. Like I thought they they said they were going to like the Super Mario Run was their preferred model. Yeah. But I guess with Pocket Camp and Fire Emblem Heroes doing so well, they're just like, I was going to well, say, I feel like this is all your fault, Ryan, because uh, you're I don't promoting buy Fire the, Emblem. The org, though. <laughs> I support it sure. in a promotional way, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, and I mean, my co-host Eddie, he, he buys orbs, but not as much as he used to. But yeah. I guess you're right. I'm part of the problem, but uh, yeah, 100%. it's uh, All yeah. Okay, a hundred percent. Yeah, I will buy Super Mario Run two if it means Nintendo will give it another shot. Like every other, that's all I'm asking for, folks. Is just like let Nintendo do their free to play, like you know, microtransaction fest, and then give us like a really solid. Didn't they say they were making a Legend of Zelda game? Do I remember that? I correctly? thought so, but I mean, that might just be my wishful thinking. <laughs> no, I think they did. They said Mario Kart and Zelda. And then Dr. Mario was just out of the blue. It wasn't announced because I don't think it's part of the same DNA partnership. Yeah. So if Zelda isn't a paid game, that was the thing we were talking about. Like, how do you make you could make Mario Kart free to play, which they did. But I'm thinking Zelda like that one. Man, there'd be riots you can't, in the streets. Yeah, you can't gate that, right? Right? No. Hopefully, question mark. <laughs> I, or maybe they just... do gate it because they want to try to make the most money possible. So maybe they do gate it. I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, man. How soulless would a Zelda game be as a free-to-play? Like, even Mario. Like, Super Mario Run was perfect as a paid game because if it, if it was a microtransaction game, you'd almost feel like just kind of a little little dirty with mario being like i need extra lives throw me throw me 99 cents and i'm like oh god mario no i'm just gonna close the app here yep (laughs) yeah hopefully hopefully zelda is not like that oh god i don't think it will be i i think they will cancel it before they have you have link being hey i need another triforce piece throw me 99 that's what they all sound like when they're free to play obviously Oh, man. So if for some reason you like the content we produce. <laughs> that was, that was over, comedy gold. Yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in. Wanted to say a very big thank you to our new patron, Raymond. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Also, an extra thank you for Yuri4 for upping your pledge. We do really appreciate all the support <laughs> you guys are giving to the show. Ryan, why are you laughing at me? Because I made a typo. Oh. I'm Ron Burgundy. It's Yuri. Thank Yuri. you to Yuri4. Okay. <laughs> I forgot a space there. Oh my god! I know that's pretty uh, good though. Yeah, Ryan's. Uh, yeah, it was an accident. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure you. If you know, if a Yuri Four is out there and <laughs> and wants to pledge, it's Patreon.com/slash/TheGamersIn. 
And that's Yuri for F-O-R, not F-O-U-R. Yep. (laughs) Got to make the distinction in our typo there. Um, So our (laughs) our topic of the week this week is uh, the big announcement that has come out of Nintendo. We were pretty Mm -hmm. sure we were getting something along these lines, but it has now officially been announced. They have a Nintendo Switch Lite version that is going to be coming out uh, for $200. So about $100 off of the original Switch price uh, with Less features, smaller screen, but Brian, honestly, as someone who already owns a Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. I saw the Pokemon version of this and I was like, I need it. Like, bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, here's Which the thing. Which is so this dumb. Is a, I own a Switch uh, and I never use it as a portable console, ever. <laughs> huh. Yeah. But I'm just like, I saw that and I was like, I, I, I want it. <laughs> I mean, for... For two hundred dollars US, I think it's like two sixty uh, Canadian. Yeah, it sounds um, about right. So it, it'll it's it's still it's it's much less expensive than than a Switch Prime, but yeah, like I kind of looked at it and I was thinking to myself like, I don't think. Well, here's the thing: like, I don't think I'd buy one. But then having traveled a couple times with the dock and the Switch and all that fun stuff, it's like. Either I need to be comfortable just bringing my switch around or I need to be com- find find a switch device that just it supports the handheld mode better because the switch is not like it's it's fun to take around, but it's still a pretty bulky thing. It's got the joy cons that slide on and off like well, having one I've solid always, unit would be nice. Yeah, that's what I've always found with the switch is that uh, because the screen is is big um mm-hmm it's it just is heavy because it's it's the whole console right like but i feel yeah. like the the nintendo switch Lite is going to be exactly that it's a smaller screen like i said the joy cons are are attached to the console so they don't actually slide off and it's not meant to and in fact can't uh interact with the tv in any way it is a handheld portable version of the nintendo switch mm-hmm. which I, I, mean, I mean and i haven't done too too much research into this but um so the Nintendo Switch games mm-hmm. are compatible with the Nintendo Switch Lite as long as they work in handheld mode, right? So if yeah. I own like Breath of the Wild, for instance, on mm. Nintendo Switch, then like does it take the cartridges or will it know that I own it by my account? Like So that's the thing. Because I don't have cartridges for all my games. I buy almost all my games off the store digitally. Yeah. So Nintendo, and I asked this in Discord, and really I would need to wait until September 21st, the day after this launches, to know for sure. Because you, it's very hard to trust Nintendo when it comes to accounts and syncing and all that fun stuff. However, uh, I, would ima- I would imagine, and I believe it is supported, that if you have, uh, you have a Nintendo online account, that's anybody has a Nintendo account, if, if whether they pay for it or not, uh, when you buy a game online, you own that game. And if you have your profile on both systems, you, sh- you should be able to launch that game digitally because you own it, right? Well, it does uh, show like the, it has the same um, interface as the Nintendo Switch. It's got mm-hmm. the eShop. Like I would assume if I logged in that it would let me play my games. I yeah, think. I, it should. The thing, the thing that I would wonder is saves, right? Mm. So some games support cloud saves. So in the, in my mind, if it supports cloud saves, whenever you take your Switch Lite, as long as it's synced, you should be able to access your save, no problem. Uh, however, there are some games that don't support cloud saving. And that's where I'm thinking maybe in the future, I hope Nintendo makes it required now that they're essentially... I mean, there were people before who owned multiple Switches in the same household, but there really wasn't a reason to kind of... Pro, like proactively have two switches and, and going back and forth. But now with a, with a handheld one, there are going to be people out there that might go out and buy another one just to have one. Like this is my home switch. And this is the switch I take with me traveling. Cause it's smaller. I can just throw it in my bag. Like I, like I live in a commercial cause who throws a $200 console blindly into their bag. I hate it. gives me the heebie jeebies <laughs> when I see people do that. Jocelyn. Ugh. Oh my God, that's so funny. So you're just um, going to pull it out. It's going to have key scratches all over it, Jocelyn. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Ashley does it with her phone all the time. <laughs> it's like, I don't care if there's a screen protector. Anyways, go ahead. So does the, uh, does it support, speaking of saves, um, mm-hmm. 
does it support like the micro SD cards? Because I know I have a micro SD in my Switch. Because again, I buy so many things on the on the eStore that the hard drive of my Nintendo Switch filled up like that. So yeah, it's I not a big... uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Um, like it, it I assume should. if it if it did, then I could just take all my save games and and all of my games with me, right? Just pop out the yes. SD card, throw it in the light, and then go. But Actually, that's a really good point. I'm pretty sure it supports uh, a micro SD card. I haven't seen otherwise. Honestly, that would be a huge issue if the Switch Lite did not have expandable storage because these things, they don't even tell you how much they ship with. It's so embarrassing. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's like 32 gigabytes, which is wow. that's like half an Xbox game now, if not a quarter. So I was going to say, yeah. I actually had to um, delete uh xenoblade chronicles because it was taking up literally my whole nintendo switch hard drive so i had mm -hmm. to like well delete it and then re-download it onto which that's the other th oh my god data management on the switch <laughs> is a nightmare you literally have to delete something from the hard drive and then re-download it to put it on the sd cards you can't just say please you can't move it no you can't move things you have to delete and re-download it's brutal so bad so bad man that is bad um yeah, yeah i i think th the thing is that the thing that this is trying to sell us on the light is that it is a is a portable system it's lightweight um i don't think they've done they've done a bit of work on the processor and the chip chips inside of it to make it um run less hot it it's, has an improved battery life it's the same resolution so it's 720p as the original switch it's but it smaller, is a smaller screen yeah it's what five and a half inches right yeah, which I, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, that's like the size of my phone. Although I think my phone is like taller. I think the five and a half on the switch is a little bit like would be like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not not as tall, but wider, I guess. Yeah, more 16 by nine ratio, which my phone is not. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I like and I'm now looking at the Pokemon version and you're right, like I look at the front. The I'm Pokemon like, yeah. version's like a light gray, but then it's got these like pencil sketches of the Pokemon on the back, and then it's got blue and pink sticks for the mm -hmm. like and buttons and stuff. Like, ugh. Ryan, oh, I want it, and it's so stupid. Yeah, it does have a D pad. I think like it's not stupid. I think you gotta you if you like yeah. I mean maybe a little <laughs> bit, but honestly, it's like it's one of those things where to me, if Nintendo proves that they've got the here's the thing if nintendo just buckled down and and figured out how to do true account syncing and supported you in a way of owning multiple consoles people would buy these in droves because really what happens is a lot of people look at the way nintendo does account management and they're like well i guess i can get another switch and i guess i'll just let this other one collect dust because it's such a pain to go back and forth if nintendo made it seamless to move between switches and they may have done this. I'm, I'd be surprised if they had because people would be screaming from the rooftops that they finally got it right. But <laughs> if they did it right, they would sell much more of these because the Nintendo Switch has sold, I think, 30 plus million units. I could be wrong. It could be I, 30 million. 30 million sounds right to me. And I mean, that's 30 million units in two years. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good, man. <laughs> that is really good. And could you imagine, like, they've probably sold a lot of Switches to people. So there's not many other people out there that don't that want to switch but haven't bought one yet. So if you look at this, like if they truly support multi like multi console accounts, a lot of that 30 million might go out and say like, oh, you know what? I could use one just to kind of roam around with something that I, I can more easily take on walks. Because again, in all these commercials, people are walking places and instead of enjoying their destination, they're playing their switch, which is Obviously. fine. I get it. That's, <laughs> you know, to each his own. But uh it's it's the other thing to note is that yes, there's no detachable Joy Cons, but it does support uh, syncing Joy Cons. Mm -hmm. So it does support tabletop mode in a way. Uh, you just have to bring Joy Cons with you because the tabletop mode was essentially you put the kickstand out and you had the two Joy Cons come off. Yeah, this doesn't have a kickstand though. So oh, it doesn't. No. Oh, I guess you could lean it up against something, but that's dangerous. So. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm looking right at the back of this Pokemon one. There's definitely no kickstand. Yeah, no, there's no kickstand. So it doesn't officially that. support it. But at the same time, I mean, like you said, you can um, sync Joy-Con. So you could somehow prop this up or, or whatever and have it 
use it as a uh, as a tabletop thing. But that's really like that's not really what it's for. I feel yeah. like almost because it also even though it supports Joy Cons, it doesn't support Rumble or anything, right? No, the it, so in in the system itself, they took out HD Rumble as well as the IR motion camera, and it's and it's not compatible with Labo or a majority of the Labo just due to the fact that it's a it's a different. It's a different uh, size, right? Not to mention the yeah. um, the controllers don't come off, right? So true, yeah, yeah, because that was yeah, well, that was the main part of Labo was was the Joy Cons. So I mean, you and a lot of people look at these systems, and I think we even had this conversation when when Nintendo Switch launched. We look at this like I don't think I want HD Rumble. I don't think I want the IR sensor. I don't think I want Amiibo support. Like, why is this Pro controller so expensive? It's because they literally put everything into that system and, and now they've basically put a value on some of these features and i i guess like it makes sense like a hundred dollars for you know tv mode the dock and, and the yeah the dock and the joy cons basically in the hd rumble because uh mm-hmm. other than that you've, you've basically got a nintendo handheld thing system yeah. that's the word i still feel like i would have I know like, and that's the other thing, I, I'm pretty sure like TV mode being removed is not because they couldn't have added a, you know, a, a USB three to the bottom to connect it to the dock. It's, it's definitely because they're able to take out some of the guts mm-hmm. to, because they don't have to support 1080p and a TV display. So that saves them money as well. But it still would have been nice to see like, hey, play your handheld mode on TV. But I guess like that would have well, yeah, but see the thing, issues. like if you're if you're looking for like removable Joy Cons and TV mode and stuff, then you you get <laughs> the Nintendo Switch because yeah. you know. And if you're not, if what you want is a portable, lightweight system, then you get the Switch Lite <laughs> because How, like the uh, Nintendo Switch does still do handheld mode, right? But like I said, it is heavier, it's bulkier. I find it hard to play. Like I prefer my um, my 3DS more than the switch mm-hmm. just because i find the switch is just as much as it was nice to like play zelda in the car and stuff i mm-hmm. i can't sit there and and hold it and play for any length of time because i have like really wrists i guess and i just i'm a little wussy then i can't lift things i don't know but <laughs> well, i, would, I, I, I find it you. heavy i find it heavy and awkward and bulky and yeah so i i don't like playing my nintendo switch in handheld mode so, I mean, before I went and bought a Switch Lite, I would absolutely want to hold mm-hmm. it, like actually get it in my hands to be like, okay, yes, this is significantly lighter and this is something I can see myself playing on. But even then, I mean, I travel, but I travel like maybe three or four times a year. Um, so is it really worth spending, you know, $260 Canadian, 200 American for something that I use you know, those couple of times a year? Probably not. Like, I like my Switch. My Switch is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I probably don't need this as much as I want it no. because it is lighter and I could use it easier in a handheld mode. Um, Yeah, no, I don't. I don't need it. I don't need this. I mean, not I need to, like, make a big do. sign that says, no, Jocelyn, you do not need this. <laughs> the thing <laughs> for me, myself. though, is the switch a lot of people say they like play it in bed and to me like that means you're like laying backwards and you have it over top of your face and i agree with you like for long periods of time it can be awkward to reactively use the controllers and support the weight of the switch and then kind of the joy cons you know jiggling around because they're they're not like truly locked in there they're just you know they're kind of slid in there so maybe like a light one would would support because playing 3ds like outside of the hinge that's kind of a little floppy when you're playing it sort of handheld i i could see like a switch light being more comfortable to play like on the couch or in bed not that we want to encourage people to be like staying up to all hours playing their switch but i i think like it's you know it's a needed it's a needed experiment for the system to see if they can kind of push sort of a sort of a handheld only format but i think this kind of also spells like kind of the end of the support for 3ds well i thought that they said specifically that they weren't going to be stopping support stopping development games and stuff like that for the 2d and 3ds they say that but there was <laughs> there hasn't been an announced 3ds title for this year yeah there was nothing true. at e3 right so and i agree with you they did say that but it's like mm, 
put put your put your games where your mouth is. Like let's see some new 3DS games that aren't Wii U ports. I think the last 3DS title that came out was a God, I can't remember what it was. It might have been a Yoshi game, like the Yoshi Yoshi's Yarn World or whatever. It was a Wii U remake, I guess, for the 3DS. I don't know. Uh, Either way, Kirby's like, yeah. Epic Yarn. So again, Is that the uh, one you're I talking about. A, yeah, that was a Wii U. That was a Wii U port as well. So that came out on the 3DS. Um, but yeah, like I, I, maybe it's not replacing the 3DS because there's still so many great experiences on the 3DS. But I think this is their move forward and being like, no, we are a one platform company now where we might be developing different SKUs of hardware within the Switch lineup, but we are making games for the Switch and you can play them on your Switch, of, the Switch of your choice. So uh, it's it's rather interesting that this also popped out of nowhere, but uh, yeah. It's, well, it wasn't uh, really like nowhere, crazy. nowhere, right? Like we no. had rumors for for quite a while, but yeah, now we have an official announcement, prices, release date, all that kind of stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, let us know either going to uh, bit.ly slash TGI Discord or by sending an email to info at gamersandpodcast.com what you guys think about the Switch Lite, if it's something that you're going to be trying to get your hands on. I'm actually not 100% sure how popular this is going to be day one. Like, I mean, the Switches were so hard to find. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, with this being a kind of pared down version of the Switch and with, like you said, the Switch selling so well, uh, I wonder how many people are actually going to be trying to get this day one. So what do you think, Ryan? Do you think this will be super, super popular or a little bit slower to sell? I could see this being a slow burn. Like it's not that this is not going to be, you know, the switch all over again. You would need a brand new console for that. I think this will be a, like a slow burn. It'll be popular right off the bat and then you'll, you'll see them on shelves. I don't think there'll be a shortage, but you never know. It's Nintendo. Yeah. Very true. Uh, All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can visit us on the web at gamersandpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn, at JossPlays. Ryan is at rmurphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. The video versions of all our episodes are streamed on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash thegamersin and are also available after the fact over on Twitch. Thanks for staying at The Gamers In. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.